Welcome, welcome, geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Tonight, we are joined by terrific con owner Mitch Halleck talking all about his 2023 lineup. We'll get into the guests list he's got. Later on, we'll talk to VXF guru Kenneth Liu about his new movie, Artists in Agony, plus his work on Batman vs. Superman, Guardians, and more. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics, and movies. If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, listening to us on the Big 550 KTRS, hello to all of you. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're streaming us out there on YouTube or Facebook, hello to you watching the video. We appreciate you finding us there. If you're on the KTRS app or on the website, listening to us from across the globe, thank you very much for finding us. And of course, if you're hearing us after the fact in the podcast form, we do appreciate you tuning in every week. Hopefully, you've left us a nice five-star review at this point. That always helps us out in our search engine optimization, and it makes Joey V, my executive producer, smile. So he loves it. Big thumbs up from Joey V. Uh, we've got a full show tonight. Two great guests. My first guest, I know you've heard him on the air several times with me, the owner and operator of TerrificCon, which uh, I, I, Mitch hopefully knows I'm being sincere easily one of the top three cons in the entire country that i've ever been to terrific con in the gorgeous mohegan sun he joins us now mitch how are you i'm good and my ego's even bigger than it was 10 seconds ago when i heard that wow well i told joey v i said uh i said mitch is doing right now what i would be doing if Mm -hmm. i wasn't doing a live show watching star trek um, so I was. I, I've been. Yeah, I've been away for a couple of weeks. I was just catching up on Strange New Worlds. Oh, nice! I didn't know if you were watching yeah. reruns of the old stuff since you've got several Star no, Trek guests that coming. Bad. Yeah. Well, I have one of the uh, the actors that's on the new show, so I wanted to make sure I was up to date. So, in case I talked to her, I could say, "Hey, I just saw that episode." So. It's you know it's work related. It's not just pure entertainment. It's it's it's, it's my job. He's I doing research. I'm doing research. That's exactly right. <laughs> so as a Star Trek fan, because I know you are, um, mm-hmm, we, uh, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of people talk about how the new stuff, you know, it lacks a certain something, Gene Roddenberry's guidance. But then a lot of people love it. Uh, how, where do you stand on the newer stuff like Lower Decks, Strange New World, Star Trek Picard? Do you have a favorite of the uh, new series? Yes. Uh, I like Strange New Worlds. I like season three of Picard. I don't care too much for uh, lower decks, and I'm not a big Discovery fan. Mm. I think that's all of them. So yeah, it comes and goes. I mean, you know, I, I grew up watching the um, the original series and rerun in the '70s, and then late '80s, I fell in love with the Next Generation. Then loved Deep Space Nine, uh, liked Voyager, kind of liked 
Enterprise, and uh, I think that was it. Am I missing one? No, I got them all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, saw all the movies, opening day, you know, a big fan going back and forth. It's, you know, it is not everything. And I can't, and even comic books, everything, anything that lasts a long time is always going to vary in quality. Sure. And, and, and consistency and flavor. It's just the way it is. I mean, nothing, you can't hit a home run every single time you're at the plate. Every pitch is not a home run. Sometimes it's a ground double. Sometimes you strike out. Sometimes you hit a single. It is what it is. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not logical to think every single Star Trek is going to be, you know, five stars and such. So, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I mean, you know, and, and I know my friends, uh, a friend, Steve, he's a police officer. He loves the original stuff. He loves Next Generation. He will not watch anything that came after the J.J. Abrams and all the new stuff. He said ah, that okay. exist. So, you know, some people are hardcore. They just choose not to uh to watch stuff and they just want to stay with their old toys and they don't want to play with the new toys. And, you know, it is what it is. Fandom, fandom is a fickle world. It is. And, uh, you, you've kind of set me up for this, uh, just with what you just said, how you're not going to hit a home run every time. Um, I really enjoyed seeing your pictures from going out to LA for the Indiana Jones premiere. You were dressed in costume with a lot of your fellow Indiana Jones fans. I just saw the movie last week at the press screening here in St. Louis. And I want to find out what were your thoughts on Indiana Jones five? Well, I've, I've been only to two movie premieres in my life. First one was black Adam. Enough said. The next one was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I'm a lifelong Harrison Ford fan since I saw him in 77 in Star Wars. And to be in a theater, in the Dolby Theater where they have the Oscars, and to have George Lucas there and Steven Spielberg, who's like feet away from me, and I got to talk to him, and mm. John Williams and Harrison Ford and Key Kwan was there too. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's hard to describe to somebody because you're there with the the heroes that you grew up with. I mean, these guys literally made my movie going experiences for decades and they're, you know, feet away from me. And, uh, I'm there with thousands of Indiana Jones fans and tons of us dressed in costumes. So we came from, my friend came in from Australia. I do oh, a, wow. a podcast with him for 16 years now. And he was there. My friend from Canada has the world's largest Indiana Jones museum. And we're all there. And lots of times it's the first time we ever met each other in person, a lot of us. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's exciting. It's like a wedding. It's not just any other day. There's a lot to do. There's music, yeah. there's costumes. So the movie, I mean, was an afterthought. Cause I mean, they lift a curtain and there's a hundred piece <laughs> orchestra with John Williams on stage uh, and he plays the Indiana Jones theme and a couple other songs. Man. And then they showed the movie and you're like, this is so surreal. I don't know what to expect. And honestly, and then I got to go to the after party after it. That's when they do an after party with Kihi Kwan because he's a friend of mine from Terrificon because I had him as a guest and he invited us to come over. And there's Harrison Ford eating a cocktail weaning three feet away from me. Uh, and your brain is like, I'm in the room with Han Solo and Indiana Jones. And this is and there's Sala. There's John Reese davies walking uh, by. I'd love like, to meet him. so bizarre to be there. Why am I there? And, uh... I, I, I said I was kind of numb after I saw the movie because your brain makes your own Indiana Jones 5. You, you know, you have your own expectations right. of what you want to see. And nothing's ever... I remember George Lucas years ago saying that about Return of the Jedi. He said no matter what movie he put out there, it's never going to meet your 
your expectations of what you think is going to happen because there's no no movie director that can compete with someone's imagination. Yeah. And I and they build this so long as the fifth and final Indiana Jones movie that that was that was so heavy on the viewing experience, knowing that this is the last time. So every time you saw him in a chase, every time he was in a confrontation with the bad guys, you just kept thinking, this is it. This is it. Oh, no, this is how he's going to go out. This is how he's going to die. Oh, my God, this is where it's going to end. And that, that, that that's all I kept thinking about watching the last you know, <laughs> half hour of the movie. Like every scene, I'm like, is this it? Is this the last time I'm going to see Indy? Is this how Indy dies? Is this what's going to, is Indy going to disappear? So it almost took away from the enjoyment Mm. of watching the movie because you just you just kept waiting for it to end. You're just like, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? Because is is, that's how it's going to end. And um, I actually saw it again for the second time this week, and I actually enjoyed it a little more um, because I I knew how it was going to unfold. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. Yeah, it takes the pressure off. And then I saw it with my wife and some other friends who hadn't seen it. So I got to hear their reactions to it, and then I started thinking about it. And nothing's ever going to compete with Raiders. Nothing's ever going to equal the first trilogy because they were fresh and they were new and they were different. And they had Sean Connery and they had a yeah. bunch of different things happening. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to get some of that stellar quality again. Oh, sure. And, and, and it's a different movie. I mean, if they're all in front of me, I'm going to say Raiders is my favorite. Last Crusade's my second. Temple of Doom's the third. And then fourth and fifth. Honestly, it's almost like a tie. I mean, I know Crystal Skull gets beat up a little bit, but the the tone of that movie was a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more chipper, a little bit more, not so much exciting, but a little more upbeat. Yeah. And this one here had a, such a ominous, I don't want to say depressing, but it came across that way when it started off. You didn't find Indiana Jones in a good spot. Right, and yeah. That's, and I didn't like that. I didn't like He's always been a hero. He's always been energetic. He's been like, you know, confident. And this time you saw him with this, you know, the wind out of his sails. And I, I didn't care for that, that portrait of, uh, this guy that, you know, saved the world again and again from the Nazis and, you know, the Kalima and all that stuff. And the thuggies. I mean, this, I said, it, this wasn't my Indiana Jones. I don't know who this guy was when it opened, but yeah, and to your He's point, not, even in Crystal Skull, he was in supposed yeah. to be in his sixties, but he he jumps in that car with the Russians yeah. and he's kicking him and throwing him around. So we didn't yeah. get as much of that, which yeah. was kind of sad to see. Yeah, and I and I said I, I get it. Like I mean, Sean Connery wasn't doing a lot of that action too in that movie. I always thought the older Indiana Jones would become more like the Sean Connery character, would be more respectable curator of a museum or an old you know pr- respected professor. And this movie opens up with him at Hunter College. He's no longer at Marshall College. Right. He's got assistant dean. Because when we last left him, he got promoted. He was getting married. I mean, everything was coming up Indiana Jones. He was having a great day. And this movie is the opposite end of the scale. And it's like, why does he in this you know not so nice apartment and these students don't care? I mean, remember the girl used to sit in the front row with the I love you written <laughs> on her yes. eyes? And now they're falling asleep in his classroom. And he's this old bitter guy who's pouring booze into his cup of coffee. And I'm like, ooh, that's not Indiana Jones. Who's that guy? Yeah, it was know? kind of depressing with shades it of was. melancholy throughout the movie. Very so. And I, and you know what? I should have expected that because I remember that James Mangold made Logan, right. which was Wolverine's swan song, and the same type of uh, portrait. 
Yeah, so this you was know, Old Man Indy instead of Old Man Logan. Old, it, it, you, <laughs> you hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head because that's what it, it, Logan, we find Wolverine is a limo driver and he's drinking too much and his healing factor's not working and he's trying to take care of a Professor X who's kind of losing his faculties. And it was a downer of a movie. Mm. And even yeah. to the end of that movie, I mean, yeah, there's some action and excitement, but you were like, wow, this is a really not happy movie and then i, I kind of got that feeling with this movie too and i could see why people are like not that thrilled about it because they're like oh yeah i liked him when he was happy i uh so. i i think that i was i was always had in the back of my mind because i indiana jones chronicles the adventures of indiana yeah. jones he didn't he never lost an eye so i kept thinking well he can't die until he loses an eye because he had that eye yeah. patch yeah. when he'd narrate so yeah. that's why i kept waiting for he'd at least lose an eye in this movie yeah, no, that it didn't did not happen. Did not happen there. But yeah, it's not I didn't write the story. It's kinda like and I told this to somebody else, it's kinda like what they did to Luke Skywalker right. in the uh, Last Jedi. I was not thrilled with that portrayal of Luke Skywalker either. And I'm so glad that they gave him a second shot at it when they did the Mandalorian uh finale and, and that was the Luke Skywalker I know, the, the the guy that's got the lightsaber and he's he's kicking butt and you know, he's the Jedi Knight that we all like remembered, not this grizzled old fellow that's drinking green milk out of a sea cow and <laughs> doesn't want to talk about the force and throws a lightsaber over his shoulder into the garbage. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. That is not the hero that I know. Yeah, that's it's so, it's been a rough a rough uh, couple of years for our our favorite cinematic heroes it, for sure. It, it's weird. It seems to be a trend. I started talking to people about that because the Michael Keaton in the Batman or the Flash movie, he plays Batman. Mm-hmm. Same type of thing. An older like Howard Hughes hermit living in the empty uh, Wayne Manor, you know, and he's just got the long hair and stuff. And I'm like, why can't these guys? age gracefully why are they like you know if, if superman if christopher reeve god rest his soul was still with us i'm like imagine how he would have been portrayed oh my gosh superman. i could see it. he'd be like you know big belly unshaven <laughs> divorced living you know the, the the fortress of solitude would be melting or something it would be you know, <laughs> yeah it would have been, would have been a little bit of a different yeah i was i was kind of hoping when they said michael keaton i'm like maybe we'll get michelle pfeiffer will be back and they'll be married right? in this one that would have been nice to see I was waiting for that, too. I'm like, where's the rest of the Gotham City crew? I was hoping that Robert Wool would show up as Alexander Knox for a cameo. Yeah, we, we got that little bit of a cameo when they did the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossovers That's right. That's right. the CW. That was I nice remember, to see him show up there. I, 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 I actually played a part in that happening, so I do know that. Because I remember we were at lunch with my friend Jerry Ordway, artist and writer from DC Comic fame. And Robert Wool was at Terrificon a couple years ago, and Robert Wool had just called me saying, do you know any conventions around uh, that I could go to? And I said, I would. And I said, wow, Jerry, it's, it's too bad. You know, he's not doing more movies and such. And they were just about to do the CW um, crisis story. And Jerry was working on the uh, tie-in book that they sold at Walmart. Right. But, so he says, why don't you call Mark Guggenheim, who was also at Terrificon. He's been a guest in my show. And he's the producer of a lot of those shows. And I said, you know, that's not a bad idea. So I literally were at lunch having pizza, and I texted Mark Guggenheim, and I said, hey, you should get Robert Wool to make a cameo. And he goes, I'd love to, but where would I find him? I said, <laughs> hold on, hold, yeah, hold my beer. And I basically texted Robert Wool, and that was a Thursday, and on Monday morning, Robert Wool was on the set up in Canada wow. filming his little cameo. 
as, as Alexander Knox. And that was like one of the opening um, crisis scenes. And I'm like, Hey, there you go. That's that we, we made that happen. So again, I was hoping he'd be on the big screen, but no, that's the magic of Terrificon right there. Bringing these uh, actors. I know. I mean, it's (laughs) and then after we had Henry Winkler was a guest at my show in July and then boom, a couple weeks later, he wins an Emmy award for best actor. See, see Robert, uh, Ralph Macchio's at my show says he's going to be doing this thing called Cobra Kai. Boom. Takes off one of the biggest things in the last 10 years or so. So, yeah, I'm the magic touch. If you want to win an Oscar or have a career resurgence, you should definitely go to Trifica. And that's why you have all these young upstart artists like uh, Walter <laughs> yeah. Simonson and everything like oh, that yeah. coming up. Hopefully hopefully that guy's going to get a break soon because his art looks great. Yeah, I hope so. I hear he can draw <laughs> good, you know, good Thor. I hope something works out with this guy. You know, and this Chris Claremont, very, very talented guy. I hope he, he likes writing those mutant things. Maybe he could get like a... A one shot doing those X Men fellow things. I think that'll work out well. That'd be, that'd be great. I'd love to see. I'd like to see talent yeah, kind of yeah, persevere. Yeah, there's <laughs> Adam, Arthur Adams. I think mm-hmm. he's good. Yeah, and we, you and there's you've got. I mean this this year. I, I say this every year, but I feel like right. I I say it that you've got this great talent, the best lineup, and then I feel like you almost take that as a dare because the very next year I do. you bring in people. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I do. I do. We joked about that. I was on um, another interview show the other day, and they said. Just when you think you've got the best guest list, the next year you top it again. I go, well, you got it. You have to. You're like, I'm like the little hamster on a treadmill. I can't get off it. You got to keep <laughs> running because you slow down. You're going to slip and fall and go flying off the treadmill. And, and for those uh, of you who might, yeah, that's what it is. For those of you who might just not be tuning in, we're talking with Mitch Halleck, the owner and operator of Terrificon. Uh, we're going to take a really quick commercial break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the people on his guest list. We'll get uh, the information if you would like to attend. We'll tell you how you can attend Terrificon coming up later this month. You're listening to Geek2Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hi, this is Brent Spiner. You're listening to Geek2Me Radio. Welcome back. Geek2Me Radio heard here every Sunday night on the Big 550 KTRS. Just like Brent Spiner told you right there. We want to make sure we tell you about our official comic book sponsor, Bugs, Comics, and Games, on Bryan Road in O'Fallon, Missouri. You can easily access from either Highway 70 or from the page extension, which is Highway 364. Get out there. What I will be doing, because uh, Mitch has this big event coming up here at the end of the month, I'll probably be spending the next couple weeks at Bugs, Comics, and Games going through all of his back issues to try to pull different things to get signed by these great people like Chris Claremont. Alan Davis, Art Adams, Ron Mars, Dennis Cowan, Jim Starlin, Ron Friends, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, just to name a few. If you are uh, going to a convention like this, and hopefully you're going to Terrificon, want to grab some back issues yourself, go check out Bugs Comics and Games. Give their Facebook page a like, Bugs Comics and Games, on Facebook. And if you're looking for new issues, back issues, supplies, bags, boards, toys, games, model kits, whatever it is you might want... Larry's probably got it. And if you want to save some money while enjoying your favorite hobby, join the Avengers Club. You start immediately saving money on all the things I just mentioned. And that way you can, uh, in this economy, you want to save some money. That's the best way to do it without sacrificing your hobby. Bugs, comics, and games. Give Larry a call out there at his store. He'll be very glad you did. Bugs, comics, and games. Very proud to have them as our official comic book sponsor here on geek to me Radio. Talking with Mitch Halleck, the owner and operator. I was trying to remember, Mitch, how how many years is yeah. this for Terrificon now? Uh, at Mohegan Sun, this will be the eighth year that we're there. So, yeah. And I, I think you and I were talking a little bit. I think 
when you you had Graham Nolan, whatever that what time was, we're all out in the patio, yeah, and you said you've kind of already you've already kind of outgrown the Mohegan Sun. Well, there's nowhere else to go in Connecticut. That's it. I mean, it's the biggest uh, expo venue I have. Though I did think of this though, because Mohegan Sun has two convention centers. They have the Earth Expo Center, which is the larger one that we're in. And the one we started in eight years ago is the Sky Convention Center, which is on the other side of the complex. And I have already talked to them and toyed about it. Like our 10th anniversary is going to be uh, in two years. And I said, what if, like, what if, get the watcher out. What (laughs) if I did simultaneously the convention in both convention centers? You know what I mean? So we have a 300,000 square foot convention center on this side of the building. And then within the same complex, so you don't even have to go outside and get wet if it's raining or anything. It's all in the same building. On the other side of the place, we have the uh, more, you know, Terrificon Plus, like the extra stuff over there. And maybe I split it up because I do a video game uh, gaming convention in uh, wintertime. Maybe I just do that. Maybe I take anime and gaming and, you know, Pokemon and all that and do that in a smaller venue where we do our gaming convention. And at the same time, I do Trificon. So, I mean, maybe I get a golf cart and I just drive back and forth between <laughs> the two things for three days and, and get a jet pack or something like both. There you go, like a Rocketeer spot. type thing. Right? Yeah, like, oh, the Rocketeer, that's my guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to figure out something. But And thankfully, the fans keep showing up and filling the place, so that's good. I mean, there's one thing to have the big halls, but you got to fill it with, uh, with guests and, and, and ex- exhibitors and artists and, and most of all attendees i mean that's the whole trick you know and i think the reason so many people like every time i come out there i see smiles on faces it's it's yeah. one of the happiest cons i've ever seen because i've never you know <laughs> people wait in line i don't i don't ever hear anyone grousing at your convention or anything like that about oh it's too crowded or oh the lines are too long no, or, the, the no. aisles are too narrow no. everyone seems very happy they're all pleased to be there uh, the guests and the people who are also attending who are vendors and everything like that well, yeah, we pump laughing gas in, in oxygen. That's why they say that stuff in the building. No, I mean, look, I said this before. I've been going to conventions since I've been about like eight or nine. I remember going to some when I was a kid. And I went to, of course, the New York Comic Con when they started up. I go to those every year. I go to Baltimore. And, uh, you name it. Every show. I've done it like a zillion comic conventions. And I always just sit back, sit back and say, well, what, I, what do I want to see? Who do I want to meet? Mm-hmm. And I just, it's selfish, but that's the only way I really do it. I mean, I actually just, I sit down and I put together a show that I would pay money to go see. And, and that's what I do. And some things I don't like, I don't have at the show. And some things I do like, I do have. But, you know, I ask people, because I don't know a lot about anime, and that's been a big thing people have asked me mm-hmm. to get. So I've gotten some voice actors for anime, and we have that. And wrestling i grew up with the time of you know hulk hogan mr t yeah yeah and chic in the 80s that's my guys but you know i've been the terrible but AEW is a big thing so you know i get people tell me can you get some wrestlers and get those and of all things soap operas i mean i know it's a comic convention and i always you know (laughs) most of all terrific con is a comic show Mm -hmm. it's all about chris claremont alan davis jerry ordway it's all about the comic creators but as my wife reminds me, because she does not read a comic book, she's never read a comic book. She tolerates the superhero movies, but she always ends up asking, is this a Marvel or a DC? She doesn't know which is which. You have to switch it up. You have to bring, look, if dad wants to go meet all these comic creators, you have to bring something for maybe mom and the kids to go do. 
So I, you know, you got to just like when you go to the, the mall, there's like, or a department store, there's, you know, something here for the kids, something here for mom, something here for dad, something here for aunt, you know, Petunia. And, you, you know, I've been adding some little different types of guests and stuff over the years to make everybody happy. So maybe that's the secret. Maybe, maybe the fact that there's something for everybody, you see a lot of smiles on people's faces. And talking about the soap opera things, because my grandma, after my grandfather died, my grandma moved in with me, so I would sit there and watch her stories with her. So you've got uh, uh, Sean Keenan, who's a very popular guest. You've had him in a couple of your shows, and now he's in Cobra Kai, the latest season, so there's that crossover there still. Yeah, and and the thing of it is, Jonathan Frakes, who I was talking about watching Star Trek, he's, of course, Will Riker from the Star Trek Next Generation. He was just in the last season of Picard. He's been a director for many years on a lot of TV shows out there. His wife is soap opera royalty. Yes. She's Jeannie Francis, and I knew her from as Laura, as from Luke and Laura in the 80s, because I used to be on in every college dorm room I'd go on. Everybody would tune into <laughs> General Hospital in the afternoon. She's married to Mr. Frakes, and he's coming to the show, and, you know, she's coming with him. And I, that, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if she's got longer lines than anybody at the show this year. I wouldn't doubt. It. I'm you I'm know. excited to see her because I'm I'm a little younger than you, not by much. So I remember yeah. her as Diana Colville from Days of Our Lives. Oh, I did not know that. But yeah, but she's still on General Hospital mm-hmm. now, and I, mean, I think she's been on for like thirty, forty years or something. So yeah, she'll be there. But don't forget, don't fret. I still have a lot of uh, superhero based people there too. Our good friend John Wesley Ship is back this yes. year. He's been with me. Since, um, geez, eight, nine years before I did Mohegan Sun, yeah. when I was doing one day shows, he was my very first ever media guest in 2013, I think it was. And he's been, I think this would be the fifth or sixth time he's been with me, but he's a fantastic guest. People love him. He's going to be bringing his Jay Garrick helmet that he wore on uh, the, the Flash That's exciting. CW show, yeah. which is kind of cool because it's iconic, that little like FTD mercury floral helmet thing that you would see the guy that you know does his flower commercials or something he was wearing that he'll have it with them um michael bean mm-hmm. from terminator from uh aliens he was corporal hicks i mean he's you know in so many james cameron movies he was in the abyss as well he'll be joining us he'll be bringing his wife as well who was on uh dark angel i think that was the james cameron show right yeah um we have a lot of couples now that I think about. It. Maybe that's the theme this year. Okay. Walt Simonson and Louise Simonson. They're you know, comic book royalty. He does Thor and writes and draws all that. Fantastic Four. And she's worked on New Mutants and X Factor and all those books and such. So, or Power Pack. That was the one she did. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and his wife Amanda Connor. They'll be there. Jim Ballant, who is a famous uh, Catwoman artist, he'll yes. be there with his wife. My goodness, now that I think about it, you're right. There is a lot of couples coming this <laughs> Love year. is in the air oh. at Terrificon. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I had just celebrated my 30th wedding anniversary last week. So, oh, happy yeah, anniversary. Maybe that was like, thank you. I just realized maybe sub- subliminally I was uh, tapping into the, uh, the anniversary when I was booking my guest list. Huh. That could be. Yeah, I know it's, it's always cool because you've got a nice mix. Like you mentioned, you're going to have wrestlers like Dan Housen will yeah. be there. You've got uh, voice actors like Gray Delisle. Who, her lines are always insane. She'll have a line for the entire run of the con, I'm sure. But then you've got mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine will be there, Mystique from the yeah. X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was just thinking she has a very famous husband, too. That would be Jerry O'Connell Yeah, from Stand By Me and Sliders. And uh, he, the, the fact that I met the two of them a couple years ago, 
when they were in New York and there was a, a animated version of the death of Superman, which was a book that Jerry Ordway and everybody was involved with. And she played Lois Lane and yes. her husband, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell, not Jerry Ordway. He played Superman slash Clark, Clark Kent. So yeah, maybe he'll pop in. You never know. We get a lot of yeah. surprises there. Yeah, but do you yeah, still have I do you mean, still have other guests you're waiting to announce, or, or have we got oh, all the announcements? No, no. I think I've done well. You know what? I, I take that back. There is just one or two that I do know that I don't think I've played up yet. Okay. So yeah, there's still a couple. I know. Right this year, I've just gone insane and have <laughs> more guests than I can mention. I don't this this might be everybody. the year that you bust out of the Mohegan Sun. That, that just it's I know over. this might really, be it. Yeah, but I just put people in the park a lot, but or, or levels. We need to get levels like on Kramer on Seinfeld. We oh, there start, you go. You know, making, exactly. Making, yeah, right. So or, or balloons. <laughs> we'll tie balloons to people like up and make them float around. <laughs> but yeah, no, 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 no. There's a there's a boatload of comic book with David Finch. I was just thinking about mm. that. David Finch will be back with his a fantastic artist who's drawn Batman and a bunch of great books over the years too. And Steve McNiven, speaking of old man Logan, he was the artist on that. He'll be there. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, hey, I got to admit, I forget sometimes all the people I've booked, too. Until <laughs> well, I can all the look talent at the you've got, I, I can yeah. see why. And if you're listening right now and want to check it out, the website is terrificcon.com, T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N.com. If you're listening after the fact, scroll down to the bottom of the page. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can check out the facilities. Uh, still book a room in the area, get tickets and everything mm-hmm. like that as well. Um, I thanks for t- I know it's a Sunday night and I appreciate you're an yeah. hour ahead of me too. I appreciate you yeah, taking the time. Well, oh yeah, no, anytime to talk about comics and conventions. I mean, this is what I do twenty four seven a day, literally. <laughs> so I, I, I enjoy talking and you know talking about nerdy stuff, movies, comics, TVs. Are you kidding me? I do. I could do this till the cows come home. It's always fun to see you on Facebook because when you do your uh, the morning show that you do right there, and you always talk about your top ten lists that you've got coming out. Yeah, and those are always fun yeah. to watch. And I'm trying to add on, like, oh, did is there something else that I can add to this? And you always you always tend to get it, get the best ones out there. Yeah, and then I'm and then I'm always like kicking myself when somebody gives me an obvious one. I'm like, oh, how did I miss that? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, whatever. Yeah, the, I'm the king of the nerds out here. That's what they call me. So. And before we let you go, too, we should mention that you and Jerry Ordway do the Power Cosmic podcast. So if people want to keep up with you, the podcast, Terrificon, what are some of the social media handles that they can follow you on and keep up? Sure. You just mentioned the Power Cosmic podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, Apple, iTunes, and a million other ones, Stitcher, and all the other ones. And then I'm on another one called the IndieCast, if you like Indiana Jones. We've been talking about for 16 years now. I'm on the IndieCast. We've been doing that almost every week. I know we've talked more about Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford as, and we even have a video show that is a companion called Mitch and Ed's excellent adventure. where We review uh, movies from the seventies and eighties and look back at all that. So there's those things. And like you said, if you're out here on the East coast, I'm on the, the Connecticut morning radio circuit, but most of all, it's Terrificon. Just go to Terrificon.com. We do all the, uh, the videos we do YouTube, we do Instagram, we, there's a bunch of commercials that we've just done. We've done a, a four-part serial where I play a detective, and every week you're going to start seeing little revelations about guests that are coming to the show that we mm. made like a little tiny old-fashioned uh, mystery movie, black-and-white mystery detective story. So that's on our website. So, yeah, we have fun with this stuff. It's a lot of fun. It is, and if you're listening right now and you don't have plans yet for July 28th through the 30th, 
You can make your plans at Trificon.com. Mitch Halleck, I always appreciate talking to you. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in just about uh, three weeks, I guess. Yeah, it's, 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 it's another year's come by. I'll see you then, yeah. Take care. Thank you again. You too. Take care. There he goes, Mitch Halleck. Again, easily one of the best conventions I've ever attended. If you get the chance to check it out, Trificon.com. We're going to take another quick commercial break. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk with Kenneth Liu about his film, Artists in Agony. Talk about his VFX work as well in some fantastic movies. You're listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to geek to me Radio. We are back. Geek to Me Radio, I'm your host, James Enstall. I want to make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor, which is, of course, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. If you've been a long-time listener, you know the website. I'm going to say discoverstcharles.com. They've been with me since the beginning, since I launched the show in 20, August of 2016, which is hard to believe. We're coming up on seven years of doing this. Uh, Joey V, right across this uh, platform here from me, as he always be- has been since the beginning, which is hard to think about. Um, that he stuck around that long is as annoying as I can be. But City of St. Charles is a great place to visit. Uh, we've had a lot of rain come through. I know the seasons change, but one thing that doesn't change is St. Charles, uh, the, the reasons to get out there, whether it's spring, summer, winter, or fall, always something going on between one of their fun festivals they've got going on, or they'll have the 636 days where they close off part of the French district the, the right there, and you can go and have some great food, listen to some great music. They have food truck days. You can go down to Frontier Park and sample a bunch of different culinary delights. And of course, the restaurants and shops all along North and South Maine are always something to go visit. If you're looking for someplace new, you don't have dinner plans, uh, want to go see something fun on the 4th of July, head out to St. Charles. You want to go out and get some exercise, grab a bike at Bike Stop Cafe and bike ride the Katy Trail. You just kind of want to get out and see the sights, check out all the historic markers there are all around that area in North and South Maine and historic downtown St. Charles. If you're from out of town or if you're locally and just haven't been there for a while, start your trip at the website, which is Discover. StCharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com. Plan your trip now. As we always say, it's an historically good time. I uh, want to make sure we've got uh, the chats came through. I don't have the chats up tonight because I'm an idiot and forgot to pull up the chat function. But luckily, Joey is across me, and Joey saw the chats. He said there was a Chad that wanted to know where I got the Indiana Jones fedora, which I forgot I'm wearing, but I knew Mitch and I would be talking about Indiana Jones 5, so I wore the fedora. Uh, this I got off a little shop called eBay. Because I couldn't find anywhere else. I've got one of those ginormous, awkward heads. And I had to find uh, no hat shop would fit it. So I had to have go on eBay and find a place that had extra, extra, extra large heads to fit my head. So that's where I got this fedora. So that's uh, hopefully answers your question, Chad. And then we had, was it Carol? Put up a turtle emoji, which I assume she might be excited, excited about Renee Jacobs, the voice of April O'Neil from Turtles who will also be at Terrificon. Mitch Halleck, our guest uh, we had on the last segment, talked about Terrificon. Check that out, Terrificon.com. I think I've got all the business out of the way. We're going to go to my next guest. He is a VFX guru on such films as Captain America Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman vs. Superman, just to name a few. He's got a new movie coming out on digital called Artists in Agony. It's a crime mockumentary. I saw the trailer for this, and it's absolutely brilliant. I cannot wait to see the actual film we've got with us right now. Kenneth Louie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. 
Thanks for the time on a Sunday night. I, I love the, I, it's, it's always kind of hard, especially in a holiday weekend. I feel like I'm bugging people, but uh, I'm very glad to have you on the show. Glad to be here. So uh, this this movie, Artists in Agony, I, the mockumentary style, I know I'm a Christopher Guest fan, so I kind of mm-hmm. love that style. And I believe this was kind of, uh, this is Spinal Tap is kind of what inspired you to kind of help a little bit a part of making this movie, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my heroes is Christopher Guest. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Christopher Guest movie before we get too deep into it? Ooh, gosh. Uh, I guess it would have to be Spinal Tap, okay. like the original, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm a best-in-show guy. Uh, just I love right Fred on. Willard's banter with Jim Piddick when they're, they're you know, judging or announcing the uh, whole show and all their back and forth. That kind of has always been one of my highlights for me. But for the, There's really for no the, wrong answer when it comes to Christopher Guest. Oh, no. No, definitely not. There's, I mean, every single one, uh, there's always something to enjoy in his movies, especially when he's got his, his people like Catherine O'Hara and everyone like that always showing up for, uh, to come to play. Absolutely. So with Artists in Agony, uh, like I said, it is a mockumentary. Talk a little bit about the genesis of this idea, uh, how it came about, and where, you know, did, did it vastly change the final product from what you originally imagined in your mind? Um, yes and no. It's, it's a little bit of, you know, this and that. The answer is both. Uh, so what happened was my buddy, he recently had a breakup from an eight-year relationship, and me and my co-producer and wife, we were trying to console him, and he just kind of turned to me and said, hey, Ken, you know, I, I would love to be in one of your film projects where I'm running after some bad guys and shooting at some <laughs> bad guys. Do you think you can make that happen? And I'm like, for some reason, and that was my buddy Dave who ended, actually ended up becoming playing one of the assassins mm. in the movie. And what happened was, I just, for some reason, the vision of my buddy Dave running after bad guys and shooting at them, just, I, I saw it as a kind of handheld, kind of verite kind of look. And I thought, you know what? This could dovetail into my bucket list wish to always do kind of like a Spinal Tap-esque improvised kind of show uh, with, you know, with, obviously with the story in my mind, but as far as like how they got there, I was kind of open to letting the actors kind of figure stuff out. And so I actually took a few actors I worked with on my previous shorts and asked them to do an experiment where they would just, I would do an interview with them and talk about uh, acting, but like something with acting with being an assassin. And when I shot that and looked at the results, something about the blase way of they were talking about being a paid hitman just got good to me. And I just thought, wow, let me see if I can make a whole show out of this and we just had a lot of fun with it so you talked about some of the other stuff you've done the shorts and everything like that and we uh you mentioned before we got on the air this i assume that most of the links to these things if they want to check it out can be at your website correct yeah at uh kennethlui.com that's l-u-i yeah but you could also check out a lot of special extra videos that didn't make the movie on artisanagony.com Perfect, and we'll have a link to that if you're if you're listening to this after the fact in the podcast form. Just scroll down to the bottom of the page. We'll have links to those in the show notes as well. So, with your background in VFX, is that is that kind of like one of those things that pays the bills? But making the films and doing the uh, the, the actually the directing and the writing is that your passion? Yes, you hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely, and kind of you know I have a VFX artist within myself that will work for free and that can push around. So. <laughs> You know, there you go. I that helps. Kinda, you know, but you knock off work in your day job and then you, with the big movies and then you work on your little small movie. You know, that's just how we did it. 
it, they say it's, it's different for me because my day job is a very dull, boring thing with spreadsheets. So this radio gig actually puts the creative side of my brain. It sounds like everything you do is the creative side of your brain, though. I mean, yes. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent, obviously. But yeah, uh, it, it just it dep- it's just a certain side of your creative brain. <laughs> and when you're working on, on VFX stuff, and we mentioned some of the movies you did, Captain America, Civil War. I assume it's the original Guardians of the Galaxy or was it the whole franchise? Uh, the first one, yes. And then Batman versus Superman. So this now begs the question, are you more yes. of a Marvel fan or more of a DC fan? You know, that's funny. Okay, well, as a, as a, as a VFX professional, whatever, whoever got to me first, whatever <laughs> team I got to be on first. Good answer. It's an honor to be on any of these shows, frankly. But as far as me personally, I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, I, I'm a Marvel guy. So, I mean, okay. you know. And they had that story that came out, what was about a year ago, about the VXF people were like, we're, we're being overworked on these movies. Were you, were you part of that, or was it one of those things where they were, were, were the, the directors and writers and editors just cracking down? Was it like a grueling task? Because I would think, not that it's easy, because I don't want to say that, but I would think it's like, oh, well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to work some hours, and if, you know, if we have to put in a little overtime, we'll probably get paid for it. But what were the conditions like that led to that? Do you, can you speak to that at all? Like, as far as, like, were they, oh, yeah, I mean, ask me, ask me again, ask me again. So the, 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 whole, the whole thing that came out, the VFX people being overworked, uh, and it was just like a grueling schedule, hey, we're, we're, you're asking too much for us, or from us, was, that, was there much to that? Did you experience that yourself? Absolutely, because I feel, honestly, every show, here, we're artists at heart and we all want to do these are properties we were dying to work on ever since we were kids you have to understand yeah, sure. so you, it's it's when you see when you're staring at you know say your heroes and you've always because you know your kids when you're kids you just like oh i've always wanted to see these comic books done right done seriously and now we kind of as grown-ups got our wish so yeah you work as hard as you can to answer your question i feel that's always the case we mm. always work really hard and long hours you know it just depends on how much time we get until finally like the studios just kind of say okay put down your pencils that's all the time you got we got to put it out so yeah you, you basically work on it until you know you, you to the last minute because you just want it to be the best it can be so so i i assume just like any field vfx you've got certain areas of expertise like someone might be really good with doing i i'm and again i i'm i'm a layman when it comes to that i know some of the terms but obviously that de-aging technology we just saw they used on harrison ford and even mark hamill uh that's obviously vfx there's people who do you know these big gigantic space battles they're putting in the laser fire do you have a an area of expertise within the vfx field or are you a utility person it's like whatever people need i can do all of it I work on, so each, let's say you have a, a shot that has like a spaceship in it and a, and a real person that was shot on location in it. I'm, I specialize in uh, creating uh, mats that really make it look more realistic. So I, create, I help create the mats, the assets that put the composites together. So okay. I, if I have to cut out Robert Downey Jr., that's what I'm really good at. I'm good at making really precise, uh, tight mats when it comes to the assets for a shot. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I always kind of wondered if it was, because you see, uh, especially on some of the Marvel movies, you see they've got, like, here's the list of the stars, and then for, like, three full minutes, there's a scroll of all the VFX artists yeah. who worked on some yeah. of these. That's, that's crazy. So do you, like, are, are you in a room with certain people? Do you have your own office, and there's just a bunch of offices with a bunch of people? Are you consulting kind of, again, for a layman, if you would talk a little bit about the process 
It's different uh, studio to studio. It, it, every studio has its own kind of work culture, but for the most part, you are yeah, you just given a workstation and you're part of a team. And sometimes the you know the team is together, and sometimes not. So it all just depends. It really depends. It's just so fascinating all the stuff they're doing with technology nowadays and uh, all the stuff that can be done. Are you okay to stick with me through one quick commercial break? Sure, let's do it. Perfect. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, we're talking with Kenneth Louie all about his work, Artists in Agony, a brand new crime mockumentary coming to digital July 21st. We're also talking about his VFX work on some of the movies he's done. If you have a question like Chad or like Carol, you want to send us in, whether it's a, an emoji like Carol sent or a question like Chad, uh, you can text that to us at 84126 on the KTRS text lines, or you can ask them in the chat. I'm an idiot, don't have the chat pulled up, but Joey V will relay that message to me. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back. You're listening to geek to me Radio on the Big 550. Please stand by. Hey, guys, this is Michael Rooker, and uh, you're listening to geek to me Radio. Have a good time. We are back on geek to me Radio. I'm your host, James Enstall, broadcasting live from the Gold Tower here at Westport Plaza on the Big 550 KTRS. We've got... Kenneth Louie talking about his work. He's got the brand new movie, Artists in Agony, coming out. Uh, just to, uh, one more moment about the, your VFX work, because I find it fascinating. Like I said, I'm technically inept, but my executive producer, <laughs> Joey V, who sits right across the counter from me, he was just yeah. talking about, uh, he was wondering, like, is this one of those things where you're on vacation, you've got to pull out your, your device, your pad, whatever, your computer, your laptop, and quickly, like, hey, we need this last-minute stuff done, Kenneth. Can you work on this for us, or is it regular kind of i don't want to say bankers hours but is it pretty uh regular once the project's done it's like nope i'm on vacation dude i, I i'm not doing that anymore no you're you're pretty much there when as much as they need you so you know all hands on deck yeah mm-hmm. it's it's like that yeah once the, but once the show is over then it's over but then there's the next show you know what i mean yeah and so when you when you when you're shutting off the 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 VFX part of your brain and then you're coming in writing directing something like Artists in Agony, uh, how how so, like from you mentioned having the conception with your friend who had the bad breakup, from when that happened to this product's now going to be out on July 21st. What was the time frame? Was it a very long period in making this? Absolutely, yeah. Because you know it's it's a labor of love and you're doing it you know, in your spare time. So kind of like the way Chris Nolan did following everyone's doing it on oh, Saturday, man. you know, and just kind of carving out time and not everyone's, you know, schedules aligned. So you, you kind of have to wait till the Saturday that everyone can do it, you know, whether or not it's a, you know, assassin a or B or, you know, the guy who plays the grocer or the guy who plays the victim or whatever. And so, yeah, you have to figure it. You just, you just got to figure it out. So yeah, it took about eight years of production Wow. And about two years of post-production. So. My goodness. And it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's cool, too, because when I saw the trailer for it, obviously, like you said, I got hints of Christopher Guest, but I also got a little bit of Quentin Tarantino. I didn't know if that was deliberate or if it was uh, something that I just picked up on. You know what? You, you, it's very astute of you. It's, I, you know, I, when, you, when you endeavor in these things, you can't help it. It's just, it has just the DNA of all your heroes. And so, obviously, Quentin is also is one of my heroes. So I, I don't think... Uh, it can be helped. You, it's well. You, 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 I can't hide what I like. You know, and <laughs> what, you, what you're seeing is Christopher Guest. You're seeing sure. So I won't deny if there's some, Tar- and that's not a bad comparison. You know, I I wouldn't mind being compared to Tarantino. But yeah, I I just I just like what I like, 
and I just kind of try to do something weird, cool, and and fun. That seems to be a theme because we just talked to Mitch, and that's kind of how he said he he plans these conventions. He invites guests who he likes. That's kind of our theme for the night, I guess. Doing what you like, and then it's not a job. Well, you know, it's it's that adage, right? If like by pleasing, you don't please uh, anybody if you don't please like yourself i guess right and i know i haven't mentioned the plot yet but this is uh for those who are listening artist in agony again it's available on digital on july 21st uh wherever you might be getting your uh, movies from it's found footage. it'll be on tubi 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 okay tubi's the the uh, where you can get it at. uh it's found footage revealing how four famous hitmen died at the infamous coda tea house massacre which i believe was uh in in this context of the movie it was october 21st 2010 right Oh my god! I mean, it's you mean in the reality of the show? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like yeah, yes, yes. So yeah, ten, ten, ten. It's easy to remember. You okay, know? I was I was wondering if there was a significance <laughs> to the date that you chose for that or not. I was wondering. No, just ten, ten, ten. Just seemed like a cool little, <laughs> like a cool date to me. That's all. Okay, all right. I was I was I'm just I kind of I always kind of wonder because filmmakers, you know, like. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock would always have a cameo in his thing, so I was always kind of wondering, you know, filmmakers like to leave their little indelible signature on it, so I thought maybe that was something, was a significant date for something in your life, so I just wanted to ask. No, no inside no inside baseball on that, but I, as far as cameos, I do pop up here and there. Well, I'm also behind the camera as a character in the movie as the cameraman, so that was a kind of a fun thing to do as well. So with with the movies you work on, are, do you juggle a couple different ones at the same time? Because you mentioned obviously it's in your spare time because you've got this full time job doing this these huge uh, big budget VFX movies. Do you do you, are you juggling like hey on on this coming Saturday we're going to work on Artist Nagony. Next Saturday though we're going to work on this other project. Or do you like to kind of get through one project and kind of like okay that's done now we'll move on to the next one so I can have my full attention on it. Well, I'm I'm a bit of a I'm a bit crazy because I'm always kind of working on something. So, uh, Agony was one of those kind of long, it's like a long con, if you will. Uh, it was a long. Okay. It took a long time to make, and we were making it kind of uh, improvising. And I had a spine, like I had a story spine that I was following, and a story I knew I was kind of carving out. But yeah, at the same time, we're working on our own little shorts. So yeah, yeah it's it's. It's just I love I love filmmaking and I and I just happened to be at the cusp of where it was kind of going from film to digital and the 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 instruments and the cameras and everything that you you use to make films that becoming more getting cheaper and better yeah. and faster and so just with that in mind just I just was running out of excuses to not shoot and I didn't know so <laughs> many uh, wonderful like talented actors I couldn't help it which is why. Agony was such a great project because if I ever met a cool actor, I could just say, hey, you want to play? You're a cool actor. I meet him at a party. Hey, you're really cool. Can I make you an assassin? Or can I make you, you know, a victim? Or can I make you, would you mind bombing into this quick, this little film? I'm not little, but this, this film I'm, I'm doing and uh, make an appearance. And a lot of times they say, yeah. And so I got to work with a lot of actors and it was just a lot of fun i don't see how someone could say no to that you're at a party and someone says hey could i make you an assassin who would say no <laughs> i mean that's that's <laughs> well, well the funny thing is though like you see movies right and assassins are always you know depicted as cool and glamorous and, yeah. and in our show they're they're just like in spinal tap they're bumbling they're fumbling <laughs> you know they're not they're a little inept so that to me was the fun of that show is you know kind of showing the light shedding a light on that aspect of the the uh, you know assassin the, the the bumbling assassin yeah. if you will yeah yeah I know that's one one of my favorite movies about assassination is the assassination bureau 
uh, with uh, who. Um, no, not Ben Affleck. That was that was. I know the. I know which one you're talking about. Joey V just said Ben Affleck. But I know which one you're talking about. It's um Oliver Reed and Diana Rigg, mm-hmm. 1963, maybe uh-huh. 69. Okay, I was I was a little off, but that's that's one of my favorite movies. He's the head of this you know international espionage agency of assassins, and mm-hmm. Diana Rigg hires him to kill himself. So now all of his agents who oh, he's trained are after him. So that's that's another one. It's a sna- assassination movie. That I think uh, everyone should see, but this one's Artist in Agony again, July twenty first on on you said on Tubi, right? Tubi, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. And is it, it possible if someone wants it, can they go to your website and actually buy a physical copy? Like I like physical media, can they get a DVD or something like that? You know what? We're working on on T shirts, so maybe DVD copies is a thing we might consider. I don't even I think that it would be popular anymore, but I mean, maybe if it's making a comeback. And if there's a if people want it, then maybe we'd consider that. But right now, uh, artisanagony.com has a lot of like extra features. You know how like DVDs used to have special features. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of footage that didn't make the film, but just we have such funny, talented actors that delivered such funny performances that there's some bits and pieces that I just my, I was heartbroken to leave out of the film, but made the website. So I figured, okay, I'll just put that on the website. So there's little extras here and there. Yeah, you're. you're I, I, I'm. I'm kind of old, Kenneth, so I've still got some of my VHS tapes, but that's okay. I do. I see <laughs> myself, so don't. Don't. I'm right there with you. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, I, special features. That was one of the big reasons I'd buy certain DVDs. I'd flip it over and be like, oh, it's it's a commentary with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I'm gonna buy this just so I can hear that commentary or the deleted scene. So yeah, that's 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 a huge seller with me. And I'd if people want to find out, to do a commentary on my own film with the actors, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, absolutely. That's like I said, it's a huge selling point for me. We're coming up on the very end of our time. It's blown by. Tell people again uh, the website for Artist Nagony and then where they can find you and websites and social media handles. Okay, well, it's artisanagony.com. That's where the film lives with all the little extras and anything you want to watch regarding Artisan Agony. If you want to see some of my work and some of my previous stuff, you can watch it on kennethlui.com. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-L-U-I.com. And on Instagram, we're Mental Pictures Productions. So Perfect. We'll have links to all those in the too. show notes. Uh, so if you're listening after the fact, you can check those out there. Uh, Kenneth Louie, I appreciate your time so much. Congratulations. We'll uh, hopefully have you on again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. There he goes. Kenneth Louie, thank you all for listening. Thank you for your comments and chat tonight. My thanks again to Mitch Halleck as well for his uh, coming on here, helping me review ND5 and talking about Terrific Con. Thank you to the City of St. Charles, Greater St. Charles Convention, Visitors Bureau, and Bugs Comics. Until next week, my friends. It's not in the way you watch the flash It's not in the way you love Scotty Young Art It's not in the way you play Mario Kart It's not in the way you look when you make him a throw trap and says That's a show This is Geek to Me Radio That's a show kids, are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. 
before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek2me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say Referral Geek2Me Radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.